Good evening, everyone. This is Thursday, June the 3rd, 2021. Coming at you from the WCWSHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. This is episode 306 of the second installment of the WCWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is, of course, the one and the only NWO Wolfpack. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, coming at you from the big HQ here tonight, of course, Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw right here on the line here with you. As we, as always, get set to bring you, of course, our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, will start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment, which, of course, fill it in for our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, who is, of course, King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, and the Iceman, Jared D. Gerolamo, will be, of course, our friends at 411mania.com. Standing by here to bring you, of course, to bring you, of course, <clears throat> our wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report here, of course, here for the evening. He is a two-time WCWS Hall of Famer. He is also, of course, part of the team which brings you WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. He is also, of course, the man behind the, the uh of course, originally referred to as the Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page, but of course, it has since been renamed, of course, with a partnership through the Ace of Spades, Jordan Stokos. He is, <clears throat> of course, as we said, a multiple-time title holder in our Trivia Championship Series. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> include that it does include the current Impact U.S. Revolver Champion. He is one-fourth of the WCWS eight-man tag team champions. He's also one half of the OVWS Tag Team Champions alongside the King and Klausman Patel. Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Front Royal, Virginia here tonight, he is the human suplex machine himself, the one and the only Mr. John Gross. John, we welcome you, sir, to 306 on Wolfpack. Thank you very much here for being here with us. We hope, of course, to have more folks pop in here, of course, here within the next two hours. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything, that we have to talk about here this evening. Please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, 138-521-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. Which, of course, ladies and gentlemen, will include, of course, a pretty much a free-for-all discussion here of course about a lot of the things we have not had opportunity to of course talk to talk to fully of course including of course this past monday night's episode of raw also of course uh, maybe a little bit more insight of course into this past sunday's double or nothing event also of course <clears throat> of course this past tuesday's nxt event as well as of course ladies and gentlemen tonight's edition of impact uh plus a few other little uh nick uh Wrestling tidbits, of course, out there, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> and rest and other wrestling extras here. We'll be bringing it here to you, of course, here within, within of course, through the next two hours. I do see on the clock that it is 9:01 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, as we said, this is on third. This is Thursday, June third, 2021. Let us now proceed, ladies and gentlemen, before 11mania.com and bring you some of the wrestling stories, of course, making the rounds here. Of course, here today, of course, through our friends at 411mania.com. Of course, we as always, as always, we do thank our friends at 411mania.com 
for allowing us here in the WCWS Radio Network for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition to Wolfpack, of course, also on Revolution, as well as, of course, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, as well as, as, well as of course, WCWS This Morning, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also Sports Machine. <clears throat> and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we hope to, of course, incorporate that through a lot of our other shows. <clears throat> a lot of our other shows coming up here in 2021. Our first story of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, does have to do with tomorrow night's special edition of AEW Dynamite. And Jeremy Thomas posted this story as a, a, a segment involving Sting and Darby Allen. And more are set for tomorrow night's AEW Dynamite. Excuse me. Excuse me there. Pardon me. AEW has added a segment featuring Sting and Darby Allen, as well as a match to this week's AEW Dynamite. The company announced on Thursday that Sting and Allen will address their win over Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky at Double or Nothing on tomorrow night's episode. In addition, Red Velvet will take on The Bunny after Bunny and Nyla Rose beat Velvet and Big Swole on AEW Dark Elevation. The show will air tomorrow night at 10 Eastern on TNT. Also, of course, it features the following. Uh, a bull rope match, of course, Dustin Rhodes versus Nick Komarodo. Jungle Boy and Christian Cage will take will take, will take take on the private party. The Young Bucks will take on Pac and Penta L0M. Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson will take on QT Marshall and Anthony Ogogo. Mark Henry will speak for the first time on AEW. And Britt Baker will also have her championship celebration, of course, as you know, winning the AEW Women's title, double or nothing, over Hikaru Shida. Of course, personally, I would rather have seen her defend the title on her very first night. But, of course, obviously, she's too blame chicken-hearted to possibly do that. Uh, of course, there are several <clears throat> tweets, uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, having to do with tomorrow night's edition of AEW Dynamite. You can go on this page and read it if you wish Read them if you wish to, of course, do so. <clears throat> Our next story here, Jeremy Thomas, of course, posted this story as ROH superstar Danhausen talks about being a fan of CM Punk's and also getting permission to use the GTS maneuver. Danhausen discussed his growing up as a fan of CM Punk's and getting permission to use the GTS in a new interview. The ROH star did a rare out-of-character interview with Sean Waltman's Pro Wrestling for Life podcast, and you can also check out some of the highlights right here on this page for Wrestling Inc. On being a fan of CM Punk, Dan Housen says, he's the reason that I had started re-watching wrestling as an adult because I stopped, I would say, in the early 2000s. I was getting older, and it was one of those things like, <clears throat> like well, this isn't cool anymore. I can't watch this. It was probably because I wasn't there anymore. Yeah, but I think around 2012 or 13, he was on commentary because he was injured. I was like, this whole show is kind of interesting and entertaining to me because he's doing commentary during the whole show, and he's kind of keeping me hooked no matter who's on because he's funny and he's being sarcastic with things and just kind of drawing me in. On meeting CM Punk and getting permission to use the GTS, Dan Housen says, that's around the time that I found out there was a wrestling school, which is called, which is called the House of Truth right by my house. So it's, so it's just it's kind of just all in the same area area of why I started <clears throat> watching wrestling again. While I went to wrestling school, he likes the same the same music as me. Hardcore punk is what I grew up grew up on. 
he likes horror movies, he likes comic books, that's the guy I got drawn, drawn to, I was like, oh, this guy's kind of like me, I'm going to start watching wrestling again, it's kind of like watching a guy I can relate to actually now, but that's where it comes from, then I just think it's fun to try to get slammies from him, I like the, the go to sleep maneuver, I think it's a cool move, most people can take it, no one's using it in the ring of honor, I was like, cool, I'll start using it, and then I just tweeted, tweeted it at him, because it was on a pay-per-view, and he was like, cool, it's yours. <clears throat> so you can check out this full interview that uh, X-Pac uh, did with, of course, with uh, Dan Housen, of course, that he was kind of out of character from his uh, from his persona, of course, on in Ring of Honor. You can check out that Pro Wrestling for Life interview that Sean Waltman did with him on Apple Podcasts if you have access to that. And, of course, you can listen to it on through this page right here if you want to take a, take a listen. <clears throat> Our next story here, folks, Jeremy Thomas posted this story. As Ray, as Ray Mysterio was interviewed, think, and, and he thinks that the LWO could work t today, and plus he praises Santos Escobar and Angel Garza. Rey Mysterio believes an LWO faction would be able to work in a big way in 2021. Mysterio was a member of the WCW faction, which was formed in 1998 by Eddie Guerrero in response to the NWO. The Latino world order lasted only a short time, but Mysterio told Ryan Satin on Out of Character, he thinks there is more than enough talent for a Latino stable to work today. Here are some highlights of this interview per Fightful. On the possibility of an LWO return, Rey Mysterio says... If you think about it, things that were cool back then are becoming cool once again. I truly believe the LWO would be a huge success nowadays. It might happen. There's so much talent in the town that, that is yet to come. On Santos Escobar, Mysterio says he's awesome and can go. Great mic skills, very smart, awesome friend. The fact he's been given an opportunity has taken advantage of it. That's what it's all about. Wrestling is in his blood and in his genes. I was good friends with his father, and he was awesome. The fact that I shared the ring with his father and could possibly share the ring with Escobar is history. On Angel Garza, <clears throat> uh, Mysterio says he's awesome as well. I've been a big fan of Garza for a long time. I got a chance to work with him on the Independence before we both became part of WWE. He's organic and a spontaneous and a spontaneous individual who can go. It's like a new rise of what the LWO was back in WCW, but this time with all these new faces. And also, of course, on Apple Podcasts, you can check out the interview that Ryan Satin did with Rey Mysterio, or you can, of course, play play it from this uh, link right here, of course, on this page where the story is on 411 Mania. Our next story here, of course, we go back to talking about Tom Phillips. Jeremy Thomas posted this story today as Tom Phillips praises and thanks colleagues in a statement on his release from the WWE. Tom Phillips has issued a full statement on his WWE release, thanking, thanking and praising his former co-workers. As reported last week, Phillips was released from WWE in a move that was not related to the recent budgetary cuts. Phillips discussed his release in the future on the sports media podcast and posted to Twitter this afternoon for a full statement. The former lead announcer for Raw wrote the following. Earlier today, I had a chance to address my future on the Sports Media Podcast. Thank you, Richard Deitch, for the platform and the opportunity. However, I'd like to address more precisely what is now my past. I am so grateful for the nearly nine years I spent in WWE. 
I was hired at 23 years old, a kid out of college who had one job professionally and knew very little about what he was getting into. I can't even begin to describe how lucky I was to get that big of a break so early on a position that so many would have done anything for. I have more people to think than I'll be able to compile here, so I'll be brief. First off, thank you, Vince, Hunter, uh, uh, KD, which I'm assuming he's talking about Kevin Dunn, and also Michael Cole. You gave me so many opportunities to succeed, fail, learn, and grow. My family is better off because of the job you afforded me. The WWE crew is second to none. They make the impossible possible on a regular basis. Without them, the spectacle never gets off the ground. The production staff is also world-class. From those grinded and stampered to the tireless road team, the company has outstanding talent that makes the product come to life for the fans. A special thanks to my dream team at ringside and in the truck. You know who you are. And, are, and thank you for lifting me up on every single broadcast. Thank you to the legions of people in Connecticut who influenced my career as a broadcaster and also made our lives as easy as possible around the world. Lastly, thank you to the fans. Your support on social media in the last week has been overwhelming to me to process. Thank you for holding us to all to extraordinary standards. I hope I entertained you. Thank you to the dozens of talented broadcasters I've shared the airwaves with. You all made me a better, better as a performer. And I'm honored to have befriended so many of you for life. To be a WWE commentator is to be capable of anything. Thank you to, to the coaches and the entire staff of the WWE Performance Center for looking after me and teaching me so much. Thank you to the superstars, many of whom I'm thrilled to call friends going forward. All I ever tried was to do justice to the hard work you all put in, in the ring every night. Wrestling is an art form, and hopefully our words fit your music. I lived a dream. Pro wrestling became my life, and it will always hold a special place in my heart. As the cliche goes, never say never. I have nothing but gratitude for my experience at WWE. Sincerely, thank you. Thank you all. My name is Tom Hannafin. It's time for the next chapter. And, of course, he said this on his Twitter account today, which was pretty much what I just said, a few thoughts. So we hope, that, of course, he does have an opportunity to, have an opp to uh, of course, succeed in other ventures as well. But, but, of course, he was a great voice indeed. And it was, of course, a very big-time shame that he was let go. But, of course, I, we have not heard as, the, as to the reason behind why WWE did it. But, of course, as always, they're keeping a lot of the important stuff silent to themselves and pretty much on a need-to-know basis. So at some point down the road, they're going to have to spill as to what what, what, what happened. 411 Mania is also providing live coverage, ladies and gentlemen, of tonight's episode of Impact Wrestling. So be sure to, of course, check that out here, of course, if you wish to listen in on what's being on, what is going on with tonight's episode of Impact. <clears throat> Our next story here, folks. Jeremy Thomas posted this story as round three of the Major League Wrestling Open Draft is now online, and the picks are officially and the picks are officially revealed. The third round of Major League Wrestling's open draft is now online with the full video and draft picks revealed. Of course, the video is on this page and saw the following picks revealed, for, which also saw the following picks revealed for round two, which was Savio Vega, Zinchi, and Lee Moriarty, which is a new signing. Excuse me, Moriarty will make his debut on July the 10th. Now, we did post round two of the Major League Wrestling Open Draft uh, on the Video Vault page. We have not posted round three 
but we will post that, of course. Uh, we will post this, of course, sometime after Wolfpack goes off the air tonight or sometime tomorrow. Our next story here, of course, is from Jeremy Thomas as Rob Van Dam talks about how he recalls he how he used kickboxing to get into wrestling. Rob Van Dam tried several different routes to get into wrestling when he was a kid and discussed them in his WWE Icons documentary. Here are some highlights from his discussion on how he got into amateur wrestling and kickboxing to pursue his dream, courtesy of Fightful. On first trying to get into the industry via amateur wrestling, RVD says, By the time I was a junior in high school, I was sure that I wanted to be a professional wrestler. So I was dedicated and focused on fitness, stretching, lifting weights, whatever I can do to supplement that goal. Because of that, I joined high school wrestling. I didn't stick with it for very long. I weighed 165 pounds. I remember the coach saying, I think you can get down to 135. Dude, are you kidding? I want to weigh 235. Try to put on as much weight as I can. I wanted to reach my full potential and not stunt my growth during the years that I was still growing. On his initial stint into kickboxing, RVD says, when I was still in high school, there was a very pivotal there was a very pivotal day of my journey where myself and my friends we found a guy in Battle Creek with a ring. We would drive we would drive by and see this ring in the backyard, so we went and knocked on his door. Told me we were going to be professional wrestlers and we needed a ring to train in. This guy, Kit Likens, turns out he's a kickboxer and a promoter and he runs kickboxing shows. We would we would have to train with this kickboxer just to have the ring time. After all the drills and all the sparring, then us wrestlers could have the ring and do what we wanted. We were learning how to kickbox whenever whether we wanted to or not. But that, that's how I got into it. I really excelled at kickboxing and started really enjoying it. I was knocking everybody out regardless of how much experience they had. I was able to take a lot of punishment. I was paying my dues way back before I ever made it into the world of professional wrestling. So there you go here, folks. Very, very unique there. <clears throat> Our next story here, of course, <clears throat> we go back a little ways here. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here today as Michael Hayes was introduced, was, was interviewed on the origin of the Freebird rule, which, uh, of course, talking about the rule, obviously, of course, is still being used today. Michael Hayes recalled the origin of the famous Freebird rule and the rule's relevance today in a new, new interview. Hayes appeared on this week's episode of The Bump and talked about the famous rule of tag title retention that has been used by the New Day and others. Here are some highlights. On the origin of the Freebird rule, Michael Hayes says, well, Terry Gordy and I were wrestling as teenagers in a territory in Mississippi. We were the only boys in a man's world. Gordy always had the wrestling talent, and I could always run my mouth. I just said to him, you're going to make it, and I am too, but we'll make it there faster if we do it together. We picked up Buddy Rod Roberts two years later and Jimmy Garvin along the way, and we rock and roll all over the world. On the roll still being relevant today, Hayes says, I'm still glad it's impacting the business. It was actually, this is really hard for me to say, not my idea or Terry or Buddy's idea. It happened to be the guy that sold us, that sold us from Billy Watson in Louisiana and took us to Georgia Championship Wrestling, the guy by the name of Ole Anderson. It was actually his idea. On the Freebirds WWE Hall of Fame induction, Hayes says, it was very special. I really, really thought it was going to happen in Atlanta, WrestleMania 27, and then it didn't, and I got I, I just kind of got, just kind of like tapped out. 
Kevin Von Eric tested me. He was warning about coming to WrestleMania in Dallas. So I was asking Triple H about it. He said, oh, yeah, he's going to be there anyway to watch you guys go into the Hall of Fame. Tears rolled up, and he said, don't tell anybody until after the first of the year. On the group's legacy, he says, I just hope everybody knows I just hope everybody that everybody knows how close we were and still are. It wasn't just an act on television. We were really like brothers that undoubtedly propelled us into the next hemisphere of being something that will be talked about long after you're gone and maybe after I'm gone. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous Freebirds, of course, one of the best factions, groups, staples, of course, in professional wrestling today. And, of course, of all time, in my personal opinion. <clears throat> of course, next to ones like Four Horsemen back in the day, the NWO, DX, and of course even now with ones like the Shield, the New Day, and all that good stuff. Jeremy Thomas posted this story today as Alexander Wolf was interviewed on his experiences with Velveteen Dream and weighs in on the accusations against the Velveteen Dream. Alexander Wolf shared his thoughts on Velveteen Dream and the allegations against him in a new interview. As you may recall, Dream... <clears throat> was released from WWE last month after being taken off the TV, which happened soon, a month and a half after new allegations of sexual misconduct involving minors were made against him. Dream has denied the allegations and said they ultimately resulted in my termination with WWE. Wolf, whose contract was not renewed last month as part of the company's budget cuts, was asked about Dream in a new interview with Russ and Inc. Of course, here are some of his highlights. On his experience of Velveteen Dream, Wolf says, with Velveteen Dream, he was always a great character. I did not have a personal relationship with him, but I toured, but I, but I toured with him together and wrestled with him together. And he was always very, he was always very in his character, even in the way of hey fans want to get autographs. They stayed in that heel persona, and I was like, no, thank you, and just walked away, just walked away like he was on stage. On the accusations against Velveteen Dream, Wolf says, but also with that, this publicly is totally crap and if he really did that you would have to prove it you just can't be a guy on the internet and there's a lot of people who just accuse somebody for the sake of getting famous you have to go to the police if that's something you have screenshots of the conversations you have to go to the police you have to go to a lawyer you have to go to the court and there's a judge and jury otherwise you cannot take it seriously in my opinion it's always like that you speak about the speaking out movement <clears throat> which was the first time that was mentioned you have a lot of people who got fired but you also had, had a lot of people who got accused of, but didn't get fired because there are as always an investigation if i tell you right away you can't do your podcast anymore because you're a thief i have to prove it right on the online reaction to dream wolf said i feel sorry for the guy because if that really happened it's horrible and if it's true what happened of course you should be punished for that Again, if I would if I would be that guy, I would go to the police. Even like on WWE side side of the, side of the end, you cannot tell WWE what to do or not. And so probably 50% of the roster would be gone because of the character they didn't like or whatever. And especially because Velveteen Dream <clears throat> is so good in his character to piss people off, a lot of people would say uh, f that guy, and that's the whole thing. When you, go, when you got to the trial of the internet, it's like, all right, who's there? Guys with no profile picture who takes you or whatever. That's the internet. The internet is full of guys who try to hurt you. When you're famous, when you're an actor, you do something stupid. Even if it's, I don't know, you misspell a word. They're behind you. They mock you. They try to bring you down. The internet is almost good, 
become like a mental health patient in my clinic. I have to rant right now because I hate the internet. I hate all social media. Social media is probably a curse and also a good thing. You can promote stuff for free, especially while I've been speaking as a professional wrestler. I'm a free agent. I need to use use that to make to <clears throat> to make commercials to get the word around. But in the end, it's a place for everybody. I <clears throat> I can open a second account and trash everything I've done right. I can hide behind social media. I can do something good, but, but I can't. I can't do the opposite of it. I can spread everything what I want to say, which comes up in a time of I don't know. I have to rant about something. Social media is a reason I think people are divided more and more. Okay. Our next story here, folks. Jeremy Thomas posted this story as Sonya Deville on wanting to do more for the LGBTQ plus advocacy and will also address the stalking trial when it's done. Sonya Deville recently discussed her status as WWE's first openly gay female wrestler and briefly touched on the trial for alleged stalker in a new interview. Deville spoke with Variety as Pride Month kicked off and here's a couple of highlights. I wanted to do more for LGBTQ advocacy. DeVille says, I really just want to be a voice for the community and sports, specifically in the WWE. I want to let people know that their sexuality doesn't define them and how they identify doesn't define them, and I'm a perfect example of it. On the trial of the man charged and attempted to kidnap her, <clears throat> DeVille says, so the trial hasn't even begun yet. We'll probably be dealing with that for the next several months. I will definitely speak on once it's all legally wrapped up. These are there are things I want to say that I think could help performers, just people in general in the future. On the messages she gets online, Deville says, "I would say that about 70% of my fan base is part of the uh, <clears throat> part of the queer community somehow, some way. I get messages constantly on Instagram and Twitter and emails. It's all people always asking me like, hey, do you have any advice on how I should come out? Or thank you, you help me feel okay with myself and my sexuality.'" That's literally, that's literally the reason I use my voice. Let's see here. Several, several more stories here, folks. <clears throat> Joseph Lee posted this story. Uh, we have a note on multiple new faces at recent impact tapings. Fipo Select reports that Impact Wrestling has been adding new wrestlers at each taping, and that included the most recent tapings last month. There were said to be multiple new faces at those ratings, those uh, tapings. I'm sorry. Independent wrestler Lady Frost worked a short match during the tapings, although she has not signed with the company. <clears throat> She's previously made appearances for AEW, Ring of Honor, uh, Beyond, and WWE since 2018. There were also a couple of male, new male talents, one with one used and one not. Jeffrey Harris posted this story yesterday as Lana releases a statement on, on her WWE release, saying, of course, and, and I quote, I will never forget the fans. As previously reported, WWE confirmed the releases of multiple, multiple members of the roster Yesterday, including Lana, Braun Strowman, Santana Garrett, Ruby Riot, Murphy, and Aleister Black. Lana has now released a statement on her release via Twitter, and here is what she said. I will never 
forget the fans and the love they showed me. Whether it was a tank, power suits, flags, crush, Rusev, 900 partners, weddings, or tables, I tried to always entertain you, and you definitely elevated me. Thank you. For Lana, her real name is Catherine J Joy Perry, signed with WWE in 2013. She made her NXT debut in November of that year. She later became the manager for former WWE superstar Rusev, who is now Miro in AEW. The two later married in real life. Also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> yesterday, uh, Jeffrey Harris posted this story as apparently Braun Strowman reacts to the WWE release, which he writes, thank you. As reported early yesterday, WWE announced, of course, release of several superstars. <clears throat> of course, Braun Strowman, who defeated Goldberg to win the Universal title last year, WrestleMania 36, commented on his release via Twitter yesterday, which he says, Strowman wrote, what a chapter in life, thank you. As noted, Strowman has re reportedly signed a major contract renewal with WWE back in 2019. It was said to have been worth $1 million per year and was actually set to go through 2023. And one more quick story here, folks. Joseph Lee posted this story right here. As people in WWE reportedly speculating about a sale after the recent cuts. It was reported earlier today that WWE released several stars from the company, including Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Lana, and others. Fightful Select reports that a few select people of WWE knew of the release, releases, uh, <clears throat> releases, of course, on uh, Tuesday afternoon, and the decision was made to make the calls, calls yesterday morning. However, a lot of the releases were surprises to many within the company. Several have reportedly asked about the end game for the releases, there are also people in WWE that are speculating about a possible sale in the future, but WWE officials have not yet confirmed that. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. There with your wrestling news and views report here for today. We do thank our friends at 411 Mania for allowing us to bring bring you these stories here tonight. Of course, also, and we do also give kudos to our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice. Of course, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman Jared D. Gerolamo. Of course, they bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the, in the WWS radio network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, Super Gloom and Duct Tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. <coughs> and, of course, in, in the words of GTS, of course, Super Gloom and Duct Tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination, nor... Would we ever try to do so? Have we never tried to do so in the past six years? Ladies and gentlemen, before we get to John's history and birthdays, I do have to step away for just one quick second. I will return momentarily.
Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. We're back on here now. Now, let's see what John has here in terms of our uh, history and birthday report here for today, uh, June the 3rd. On this day in 1987, at a wrestling challenge taping in Rochester, New York, the Midnight Rockers defeated the team of Jose Estrada and Jimmy Jack Funk. The match never aired because Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty caused of what Michaels and Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty caused caused in what Bret Hart called in his autobiography a drunken disturbance at the post-show party at a nearby hotel. Also returning to the WWF during this taping was WrestleMania One main eventer Mr. T. On a say, 1989, Dusty Rhodes, The American Dream, of course, if you will, made his WWF TV debut at a house show. Um, <clears throat> the broadcast was a cable at a, on a cable sports channel in the New England region. The three-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion was, of course, last seen nationally at Starcade in 1988. Dusty Rhodes, a month prior to the event, booked the storyline where he would bleed out of his eye a spike road warrior animal shoulder pad. WCW would fire Rhodes for this incident, and an interesting tidbit, WCW would do the same thing to his son Dustin in the spring of 1995. In his debut, he substituted for Jake Roberts defeating Ted DiBiase. Also on that same day, Rhodes' TV debut came on WWF Superstars, in where he was, it was a pizza delivery man, also known as a common man, during working class jobs before being recognized by the end of the skit, but not outing him by name initially. On this date here in 1991, stunning Steve Austin defeated Bobby Eaton to win the WCW World TV title. <clears throat> Let's see. Of note, the debut of the taping was Jeannie Clark as, as Steve Austin's valet. Lady Blossom uh, Clark also happened at that point to be Steve Austin's wife. On this day here, let's see, in 2002 on Raw's War from Dallas, Texas, Bradshaw defeated uh, Stephen Rick Richards to regain the WWF Hardcore title. This episode, or WWE title, I should say, the episode is best remembered for Shawn Michaels' surprise return to the WWE as he is the newest member of the NWO. This is Shawn Michaels' first Raw appearance since October 9, 2000. Michaels was last seen on WWF programming as the outgoing commissioner of the WWF. But there were plans for Sean to return in 2001, but he was found passed out backstage at night when WCW sold their company to the WWF. Triple H was so angry at Sean that he refused to talk to him for over a year. Sean doesn't last in the NWO, though, as the group dissolves just over a month later when he kept but the, as the group does dissolve just over a month later when Kevin Nash injures his quad during a 10-man tag team match. Also in that same show, Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Ric Flair in a wrestling rules match. This would be Austin's last match on Raw before he walked out two weeks later. Austin would not wrestle on Raw again until March 17, 2003, and where he wrestles his last match on Raw for good. Also on this date here, ladies and gentlemen, 2003 on SmackDown from Anaheim, California, 
Rey Mysterio defeated Matt Hardy to regain the WWE Cruiserweight title. The show is best remembered for Kurt Angle returning to the WWE following neck surgery after WrestleMania 19. Also on this date, ladies and gentlemen, 2004, TNA taped its first separate episode of Impact from the Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Also on this date, ladies and gentlemen, and see, uh, and see, give me just a second here. I say 2007, WWE presented One Night Stand Extreme Rules from the Jacksonville Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. 13,250 were in attendance with 186,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. The show's hook was that every match on the show would have some sort of hardcore rules stipulation. In a dark match, Santino Morella defeated Chris Masters. RVD defeated Randy Orton in a stretcher match. Post-match, Orton attacked RVD, and RVD was stretched out. The post-match beating was a write-off as it was Van Damme's final appearance for the company. He returns to Raw six months later, one night later, when he defeats Santino Morella in a squash match. This would be his last pay-per-view appearance until the 2009 Royal Rumble as a surprise entrance. CM Punk, The Sandman, and Tommy Dreamer defeated Marcus Corvon, Elijah Burke, Ed Matt Stryker in an Elimination Tables match. The Hardy Boys defeated the World's Greatest Tag Team in the latter match to retain the World Tag Team titles. Mark Henry defeated Kane by knockout in a Lumberjack match, serving as, lumber, serving as Lumberjacks for Chris Benoit, Val Venus, Stephen Richards, Balls Mahoney, Santino Morella, The Miz, Kevin Thorne, Chris Masters, Johnny Nitro, Chavo Guerrero, uh, Kenny Dykstra, and Carlito. Also, by the way, JD's balls also uh, had made an appearance there too. <laughs> but in all seriousness, this was the last pay-per-view appearance of Chris Benoit ever. Bobby Lashley defeated Mr. McMahon in an Extreme Rules Street Fight to win back the ECW title. Candice Michelle defeated Melina in a pudding match, uh, and John even heard that JD got a boner. Why he was watching that match. <laughs> okay. And no one found that funny. Okay. Well, I thought it was funny. Edge defeated Batista in a steel cage match to retain the world heavyweight title. Also, John Cena defeated the Great Collie in a Falls Count Anywhere match to retain the WWE title. Also, on this day, ladies and gentlemen, 2008, in a SmackDown taping in Los Angeles, Natalia defeated Cherry. Layla, Maurice, Michelle McCool, and Victoria in a Golden Dreams match. Gold star on a pole. Golden Dreams, gold star on a pole match. This was a qualifying match to crown the first ever WWE Divas champion on the SmackDown brand. Also in that same show, Cousin Sal, who had wrestled in pillow fights with Goldberg and The Undertaker on Jimmy Kimmel Live, defeated Santino Morella. Also on this date, ladies and gentlemen, in, two, see, uh, in 2016, Muhammad Ali sadly passed away of septic shock at the age of 74. Of course, as everyone knows, Ali made his boxing debut in 1960 and amassed 19 straight wins in 1963 with 15 of them by knockout. In February 1964, he made, he made history by becoming the youngest boxer defeat a reigning heavyweight champion. Ali was stripped of the heavyweight title in early 1967 as his boxing license 
was revoked in the state of New York. Fighting overseas was out too as Ali's passport was also revoked. Ali was convicted of draft evasion and sentenced to five years in prison and fined $10,000. In October 1970, Ali returned to the boxing ring. During this time, away from the ring, he spoke out about the Vietnam War and in support of racial justice and pride for African Americans. Ali's 1967 conviction would be overturned in, in 1971 by a unanimous vote. One of Ali's most famous fights was held in March of 1971 <clears throat> when he fought Smokin' Joe Frazier for the heavyweight championship. Frazier gave Ali's first defeat via unanimous decision, but the animosity between the two lingered long after the final bell. In January 1974, Ali defeated Frazier in the rematch via unanimous decision, setting up a match with George Foreman. Of course, George Foreman would also offer him one of his little grills as well. Uh, dubbed the Rumble in the Jungle, where Ali defeated Foreman in the eighth round to regain the heavyweight belt. In October 1975, Ali and Frazier once again faced off in a uh, faced off in Manila, Manila with Ali retained over Frazier. He also went toe to toe with Antonio Inoki the next year, 1976. In Tokyo, when they went to a draw after 15 three-minute rounds, Ali had a brief retirement in 1979 after winning the heavyweight heavyweight championship. But returned to the ring in 1980 to face Larry Holmes. Ali would fight one more time in December 1981, where he retired with a career record of 56 and five with 37 wins by knockout. Ali was diagnosed with Parkinson's syndrome in 1984. But made public appearances, including refereeing the first main event WrestleMania match between Hulk Hogan and Mr. T against Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff on March 31, 1985. Lightning the Flame at the 1996 Summer Olympics, promoting his own biopic, Ali, in 2001. The disease would take a toll on his health in recent years, and his public appearances had have have, have become less, less frequent. On June 2, 2016, he was hospitalized, on, and of course, the next day, Sadly, he died of septic shock at the age of only 74. Of course, happy 41st birthday to Braxton Sutter. Of course, we did forget a historic wrestler's birthday yesterday. And I do believe, I think uh, Justin may have mentioned this one in his report last night. Happy 63rd birthday to former WCW champion Lex Luger. And, of course, John has some a little bit of history right here. And he's saying he don't believe anybody would not mind if we, of course, went ahead and did a little bit of history on Luger. But we'll do that. So excuse me just one second. <sighs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. After attending high school and playing on a football scholarship in the at Pennsylvania State University, Luger was an avid basketball player in his youth, and though he rarely played soccer, he was a fan of English, the English soccer club Manchester United. He decided his skills would be better suited to football. He sat out the 1977 season as a redshirt transfer student in Coral Gables. He played for the Miami Hurricanes in 1978. He's the second person to play for the Miami Hurricanes before his wrestling career began. Of course, as you remember, The Rock also played for the Miami Hurricanes. 
Luger went on to play professional football for the Montreal Alouettes of the Canadian Football League, where he played in the 67th Grey Cup against the Edmonton Eskimos. Excuse me. He signed with the Green Bay Packers in the NFL, but did spend the entire 1982 season on the team's injured reserve list with a groin problem during trading camp. Something J.D. may not know about because he does not have a groin. He was released in 1983 before the regular season began. In 1984, Luger, Luger finished his football career for the Tampa Bay Bandits, Memphis Showboats, and Jacksonville Bulls. He was a teammate with future WCW rival, Barrett, of course, not better, of course, known as Farouk, of course, his real name, Ron Simmons, while playing for, of course, the Tampa Bay Bandits. 1985, Luger met Bob Roop at a celebrity golfing event in Florida and was given the chance to get into professional wrestling as Roop was greatly impressed with, with Luger's powerful bodybuilder physique. Luger debuted in September 1985, where he was featured alongside Percy Pringle and Rick Rude, as, of course, they were heels. Luger won the Southern Heavyweight Championship from Wahoo McDaniel the next month. For a short time, he feuded with Barry Windham before they began teaming up against Sir Oliver Humperdinck and his team. On September 1st, 1986, he battled Ric Flair to a 60-minute time limit draw at Battle of the Belts 3. As a result of that match, Flair retained the title. Luger went on to work for Jim Crocker Promotions in 1987 and went on to even join the Four Horsemen on July 11, 1987. He defeated Nikita Koloff through gaining the NWA United States title. He held the title until dropping it to Dusty Rhodes at Starcade 87 in a steel cage match. Luger left the Four Horsemen in December of 87 at the Knight Center in Miami, Florida, where he eliminated J.J. Dillon in the Bunkhouse Brawl Battle Royal. Luger befriended Barry Windham. And where they, of course, they were referred to as the Twin Towers. On March 27, 1988, Luger and Wyndham captured the tag team titles at Clash of the Champions, won over, of course, Tully, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. But Wyndham turned on Luger during a title defense. Luger teamed up with Sting to defeat Blanchard and Anderson in the finals of a Jim Crockett, Jim Crockett Senior Memorial, Ta- Memorial Cup Tag Team Tournament. July 10, 1988, Luger failed to capture the NWA World Heavyweight Championship over Rick Flair. After the match was stopped by the referee who cited Maryland's athletic commission rules about a cut that opened up on Luger's forehead bleeding excessively. The feud with Flair came to an end after December Starcade 88, where Flair pinned Luger in a rematch main event for the NWA title by illegally using the ropes. At the Chi-Town Rumble in 1989, he captured the United States Heavyweight title over Barry Windham but lost the title to Michael Hayes. Luger would turn heel again by attacking Ricky Steamboat after Luger recaptured the U.S. title again. Luger was involved in the Ironman tournament between Flair, Sting, himself, and the Great Muda, with Sting winning the tournament at Starcade 89. The win elevated Sting's status of number one contender for Flair's world title. In 1990, he took Sting's place to face Rick Flair for the NWA World Heavyweight title. Luger would lose the United States title of course, after holding it for 523 days against Dan Hansen and Halloween Havoc, but he was able to win it back at Starcade 1990. 1991, after Ric Flair left WCW, Luger captured his first WCW World Heavyweight title over Barry Windham with help from Harley Race and also, of course, uh, Mr. Hughes. 
Luger would drop the title to Sting at Super Brawl and leave WCW in 1992. Made a deal with Vincent Mann's WBF, of course, it's called WBF Body Stars. He took part in an on-air in an on-air interview with, at WrestleMania 8 with Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. Heenan and Luger formed an alliance in the WBF. He was slated to appear at a pay-per-view event, but was injured in a motorcycle accident. By the time he made made his recovery, the WBF was out of business. On January 24, 1993, at, at the Royal Rumble, Lex Luger made his debut as the narcissist. The WBF also incorporated his motorcycle accident into his gimmick. They had a metal plate inserted into his forearm. The WBF officials told Luger, wear an elbow pad, though he would often remove it. Luger's one feud was against Mr. Perfect at WrestleMania 9 on April 4, 1993, where Luger defeated Perfect. Luger entered the 1993 King of the Ring tournament, but fought to a draw with Tatanka on July 4, 1993. Luger be became the, the, the USA fan favorite when he body slammed the champion Yokozuna, setting up a feud between the two. At SummerSlam 93, Luger defeated Yokozuna by countout, but did not capture the title. Yokozuna's American spokesperson Jim Cornette forbid Luger for forbid Luger for a one-time only championship match. Despite that, he still continued to feud with Yokozuna and the other anti-Americans as well. On January 24, 1994, Luger entered the Royal Rumble match at number 23 and won with Bret Hart as the number 27 entrance as the two men were declared co-winners. It's the first and only time it has happened in the WWE. F slash WWE. Luger would eventually get a title match at WrestleMania 10 as he was the first person to face Yokozuna. Luger failed to capture the title for Yokozuna after Mr. Perfect was a special guest referee and cost Luger the title. Luger would be involved in the feud with the Million Dollar Corporation in 1994 after Luger's friend Tatanka turned on him at SummerSlam. In 1995, Luger would team up with the British Bulldog to form the group known as the Allied Powers. The team gained some popularity, defeating the Blue Brothers. The opening match at WrestleMania 11. Luger would eventually leave the company in August 1995 after Bulldog turned on the team. On September 4, 1995, he returned home to WCW and challenged Hulk Hogan to a title match. On September 11, 1995, Hogan won by DQ over Luger at Halloween Havoc. Luger would, would cost Hogan the WCW title and join the Dungeon of Doom stable. But the alliance for Luger in there didn't last long as he turned back into a face in 1996. 1996, Luger was part of, a hostile, of the hostile takeover. On July 7, 1996, teaming up with Sting and Randy Savage against the team of Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, where, of course, Hulk Hogan became the third man and thus forming the NWO. 1997, Luger teamed with the Giant to win the World Tag Team titles. Of course, the belts returned back to the Outsiders. On August 4, 1997, Luger won the WCW World Heavyweight title for the first time in five years, defeating Hollywood Hogan in an impromptu match, but dropped the belt five days later to Hogan. Luger would join the NWO Wolfpack on May 25, 1998, where he played a central role in the group with Hogan's NWO Hollywood. <clears throat> on August 5, 1998, he captured the United States title for the last time, defeating Bret Hart before he lost the title to Hart a day later. He would take part in the incident in which both NWF factions united against Goldberg in early 1999. In August 1999, Luger returned to WCW and debuted the Total Package gimmick where he had Miss Elizabeth in his corner. In 2000, he formed an alliance with his old rival Ric Flair. 
Luger would then join the Millionaire's Club against Vince Russo's New Blood. He then teamed with Buff Bagwell in the final WCW days of 2000, teaming up to end Goldberg's career at Sin in 2001. Luger and Bagwell stayed as a team until WCW shut down in 2001. Luger refused to return to the WWF or slash WWE until 10 years later in 2011. In post-WCW, Luger would continue to have a relationship with Miss Elizabeth in real life. On May 1st, 2003, he was arrested for accidentally using drugs with Elizabeth. He was sentenced to five years probation. Luger continued to have more problems, but got his life back together after suffering, suffering a nerve impingement in October 2007. Luger also turned to religion in 2006 and, and as well and has stayed clean ever since. Here is some pop culture history and birthdays. 1780, Thomas Jefferson is warned of a British attack. 1784, the U.S. Army is officially established by Congress of the Confederation. 1851, the first baseball uniforms won, were worn when the New York Knickerbockers wore wearing uniforms of straw hats uh, while shirts and white shirts and blue long trousers. 1861, the first American Civil War. Land battle union forces defeat the Confederacy in modern-day West Virginia. In 1864, Robert E. Lee wins his last victory in the Civil War. 1871, Jesse James and his gang robs the Obocock Bank in Corden, Iowa of On the state 1888, KC at the Bat, a baseball poem, was published by the San Francisco Examiner. On the state 1925, Eddie Collins is six to get 3,000 hits. On the state 1932, John McGraw, who came to New York in 1902, resigns as the manager of the Giants. Also on that same day, Lou Gehring is the first to hit four consecutive home runs. Excuse me. As the Yanks beat the A's 20 to 13. I'm going to say in 1943, a mob of 60 from the Los Angeles Naval Reserve beat up everybody perceived, it was perceived to be Hispanic, starting the Zoot Suit Riots. I'm going to say in 1956, Stan Musial hits his 300th home run. On the set 1962, Lee Harvey Oswald arrives by train in the Netherlands.
1964, Ringo Starr collapses from tonsillitis and pharyngitis. On say 1967, Aretha Franklin's cover of the Otis Ray song Respect reaches number one. JD sings that to bed every night. R-E-S-P-E-T-T. On say 1968, the Yankees turn 21st triple play in their history as they lose 4-3 to the Twins. I want to say 1970, the last episode of Star Trek airs on NBC. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and point out that this show lasted from 1966 to 1969. So, unless, of course, like I said, the last episode was probably written in 1969. But I want to say 1976. The song Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen Goes Gold. I'm going to say 1978, Dave Johnson's first to hit two, a two pinch hit, two pinch hit grand slams in a year's time. On his day in 1980, Jimmy Carter wins enough delegates for renomination. Also on that same day, the Mets draft Daryl Strawberry as number one draft pick at the age of 18. On his day in 1981, Pope John Paul II is released from the hospital after an assassination attempt. I want to say 1985, Larry King Live makes his debut on CNN. I want to say 1987, Pee Wee's Big Adventure is released in France. The movie Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I want to say 1988. The movie Big, starring Tom Hanks, premieres in the United States. On this day, 1989, the beginning of the Tiananmen Square Massacre, as troops open fire on pro-democracy supporters. Also on that same day, the Astros beat the Los Angeles Dodgers 5-4 in 22 innings. Also on that same day, Nolan Ryan pitched his second one-hitter during this particular season and 11th overall.
Also, Ben Scully broadcast as also Bron Ben Scully broadcasted 23 innings in two different cities on one day. I want to say 1995, Pedro Martinez's perfect game is broken in the 10th inning. On the stay in 2001, the TV show Six Feet Under premieres on HBO. On the stay in 2012, Tiger Woods claims his 73rd PGA Tour victory. Let's say 2017, the Amazing World of Dr. Seuss Museum opens in Springfield, Massachusetts. Let's say 2018, Stephon Curry breaks Ray Allen's finals record. On this date last year, three former police officers are charged in connection with the murder of George Floyd. Derek Chauvin's charge is upgraded to second-degree murder. Happy 70th birthday, of course, to our current First Lady, Jill Biden. Happy 54th birthday to Anderson Cooper. The movie The Untouchables was released on this day in 1987. Great movie. Still holds up very true today. John says amen to that. Absolutely. We're hoping that YouTube will put that movie on for free at some point, but... Uh. <laughs> 
Excuse me. On the same 2001, Jeff Gordon wins the race at Dover. I want to say in 1990, Derek Cope wins the race at Dover in the number 10 Chevrolet. Of course, as we said, the track in Delaware is named for, of course, the former mayor of that city, Mayor Bendover. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. And John said that's all he's got for the history and birthdays here for today. John, we thank you very much, sir, sir. We're bringing that, we're bringing your wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report here to us tonight. And once again, we also want to thank 411 Mania for bringing that story here, bringing their stories into play here this evening as well. 10.03 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen, this is Thursday, June the 3rd, 2021, episode 306 of NWO Wolfpack, 1605. 562-0444, caller ID 138-521-POUND. Mr. WCWS, Chad Henshaw, as well as, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross, here with you here tonight. We have a couple gentlemen standing by here. Let's go ahead and bring them in here, of course, here right now. Of course, uh, the two gentlemen, of course, are all, are, are two other parts of the, w, of the current WCWS eight-man tag team champions. Also, of course, both are multiple-time title holders here in the WWS Trivia Championship Series. Uh, <clears throat> that's where the similarities do end, of course. Let's go ahead and bring and introduce them one at a time. First, ladies and gentlemen, this, 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 this fellow right here is a three-time WWS Hall of Famer. He is also, of course, part of the team, which brings you Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoot.com. He, he is, of course, another... Uh, Multiple time title holder in our trivia championship series. As we said, of course, he is, of course, currently holding several singles belts, including, of course, the <clears throat> he is, of course, the current WCWS Revolution champion, the current WCWS NFL champion, also the current Hell in the Form World Heavyweight champion. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, he holds several. Uh, Including, of course, this. Including, of course, he is the one half of the Impact U.S. Tag Team Champions, alongside the Black Widow, Michelle, and Dodds. <clears throat> and also, Emmanuel will tell it like it is, regardless if he's wearing, of course, his regular clothes, or of course, if he's actually dressed in dressed in a tutu and a piece of lingerie. Anyway, our next person here, of course, here, folks, <clears throat> and. Of course, he is the general manager of WCWS Fan Empire, of course, right here on Facebook. He is also, of course, a multiple-time title holder in our Trivia Championship Series, including one half of the Trivia Gladiator Tag Team Champions alongside the Heartbreak Kid Ponzi. He is also, of course, the current Impact US X Division Champion, as well as other multiple championships, of course, here in WCWS. <coughs> and, of course, ladies and gentlemen, this man, of course, does, does have the a uh, facial uh, resemblance, resemblance of both, of course, Lionel Richie and Arsenio Hall. But here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we always a lot of times say he normally dresses like MC Hammer. But in this case here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, he's actually going a different route here. He actually is 
and I'm just going to take a long shot at this. I don't know if this will work or not, but we're going to get we're going to give this a try. He's actually kind of dressing up like Puff Daddy or P Diddy, whatever he's called. I don't know what he's called himself now. Uh, but anyway, of course, also he is, of course, still doing. He's still, of course, doing the dance like Chubby Checker. But as we say, he's still looking like Arsenio Hall and, of course, Lionel Richie. Every time you see him, of course, it makes you just simply want to go and do this. Hello. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome, of course, to episode 306 of, of NWO Wolfpack. Of course, I bring you the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the Iceman, Jared DiGeralmo. Gentlemen, welcome to 306 of Wolfpack. Thank you for being with us. Hey, Chad. Good evening. Evening. Okay, and JD, we would say welcome to you, too. And apparently JD seems to have vanished. We hope he has not gotten flushed down the toilet. Uh, but, okay, but he'll, he should be back on here in just a few minutes. Uh, well... Well, uh, let me see here. Uh, uh, well, let's let's try this again. JD, are you with us? Uh. Okay, I just hope that's not him vacuuming his bedroom. Uh, um, but. Uh, or that may be coming from you, Justin. I don't know, but uh, you might want to try maybe kind of turn that down just a little bit. Uh, okay. Uh, JD, are you back with us? I am here. Okay. Uh, now, of course, we've got JD back here. Of course, thank you for seeing for being back here, of course, as well. Gentlemen, I am going to sit back with Justin for a few moments here. Uh, John will be back, of course, momentarily, but I'm just going to sit right here and just listen to some, some talk here as well. I know, J.D., you got a lot of stuff you want to get off your chest here, so we're going to give you just a few moments to get a lot of that taken care of. So you go ahead and anything you wish to bring to the table, please go on right ahead. All right. First off, of course, we do have some updates on the NHL playoffs right now. Boston and the Islanders are tied right now, going into overtime at one all. Caroline and Tampa are tied at two all apiece. Meanwhile, Colin, Colin Morakara, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, is two shots ahead of Xander Shoffley, as well as three uh, uh, shots ahead of uh, Justin Thomas, Shane Lowry, Ricky Fowler, and John Rahm, four shots ahead of Charles Schwartzel in a rainstorm delay at the Memorial Tournament there in Dublin, Ohio. Jack Nicholas's tournament, which of course began earlier today. Meanwhile, however, the viewership power for Monday Night Raw however, is not very good, to say the least, and it has been very downright putrid. After doing 1.823 last week, it is 1.551 this week, off the powers of 1.53, 1.54, and 1.56. For the night, however, their ratings were not that good either, if you will. Raw delivered a 0.44 rating, the 18 to 49 demographic, down from last week's 0.45 rating. The May 25 edition of Raw delivered 1.735 million viewers, less than a year ago. Meanwhile, however, as we said, folks, however, the raw ratings were not very good at all this week, however, and it showed, however, if you will, they hit an all-time low, if you will, this past week. 
Case in point, however, we'll tell you what they did, however, if you will, however. After doing 1.35, however, the prior week, and 1.2 last week, they did a 1.1 this week. And also on this date, it was 25 years ago, not far from Chad's neck of the woods in nearby Ashwood, North Carolina, Scott Hall showed back up on Monday Night Nitro. Sting confronted Hall, of course, mind you, about the whole ordeal, however, and as a result, Scott Hall later said how he had a quote-unquote big surprise. For the night, however, Nitro won the Bandies battle, however, but they would lose the following week. It would be their last loss, however, to WWF Raw, however, for the next two years, however, as Kevin Nash, however, actually showed up on the show, however, and told everyone, however, along with uh, freaking Scott Hall, that basically, however, the measuring stick was changed around, and we'll play that soundbite for you, of course, next week, hopefully, at some point, however, on one of the shows. But, of course, the big story was uh, Scott Hall, for the second week in a row, had an interruption towards the tail end of Nitro. Hall had made his debut, of course, the previous week on Nitro, however, in making Giorgio blocking out during a match between the Mauler and Steve Dahl. Later in the night, however, Hall confronted Eric Bischoff about him, saying he had a mystery opponent, however, along with a couple other persons, one other particular person, that challenged WCW's toughest to take out the Macho Man and Savage, Sting, and, of course, Hulk Hogan. Hogan, of course, we will later find out later on in the summer of 96, how would indeed be the third man behind the wheel, if you will, to spark the NWO invasion, how and kick it off into the stratosphere, you know it, how and basically put WCW and the Eternal Organization on notice, as these three men terrorized every WCW wrestler they could, how and tried to run rush shot over everyone. Meanwhile, we understand tonight, Impact was supposed to make it uh, have an interesting wrestler, if you will, however, show up power on impact, and we'll tell you who that was in just a second. But we can tell you right now, here are the matches that happened on NXT this week, UK. Elis Rodimov defeated Dominic Torpedo Speed Moscow, however, if you will. Pretty deadly, Sam Stoker and Lewis Howley took on Jack Stars with his Nathan Frazier for the NXT UK Tag Team Championship. Pretty deadly, Sam Stoker and Lewis H picked up the win. Flash Morgan Webster with Danny Luna and Mark Andrews took on Joseph Connors with Ginny and Connors ended up winning that one. Rampage Brown took on Joe Coffey as Joe Coffey picked up the win, however, believe it or not. And as a result, however, they showed respect with one another after the match was over, if you will. Uh, meanwhile, tonight on Dark Side of the Ring, however, we will have the story about Jake the Snake Roberts, however, and the shadow of Grizzly Smith. Among the people they have interviewed for the documentary include our own Michael Sam Houston, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, Rock and Robin, Jake the Snake himself, however, if you will. Also, meanwhile, however, Sting and Darby Allen are to have a segment, however, mind you, tomorrow, however, on AEW Dynamite, if you will. In addition to that, Red Bell will take on the bunny after Bunny and I would be the uh, Rose beat Velvet and Big Swole this week on Dark sick. Elevation. Uh, we already told you about the other matches that will happen, including Jungle Boy and Christian Casing on Private Party, a bull rope match with Nick Dustin Rhodes and Nick Kamaroto. The Young Bucks will not defend their title tower, which is kind of bullshit, taking on Pac and Pentel Zero Mio, if you will. Mark Henry is set to make his speaking engagement in AEW debut, if you will. And Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson will continue to uh, show that they stand for the Rhodes family and everyone in AEW taking on the factory of QT Marshall and Anthony Ogogo. That is, if QT has been cleared to Russell, if you will. Uh, let's see here. I did see, like I said, there was supposed to be, however, a new uh, WWE uh, superstar show up on uh, Impact tonight. 
And let's see if we can find out who that was, if you will, however. Uh, looking to see here. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't think I saw any. I don't think it was anyone I saw. I mean, unless I could, unless it was, uh, like I said, I mean, I'm not sure. There was someone uh, in this house. I'm not real sure, however, who it was. Huh? Unless uh, they decide not to show up tonight, however, if you will. I mean, I could be wrong. I didn't see who it was, but unless someone knows who it was, please inform me. But other than that, that's all we got for right now. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, sir. Of course. Uh, thank you very much, sir. Of course, JD, um, <clears throat> with your, of course, updates here as well. Uh, before we continue here, folks, we do have someone now that's now coming in on the line here, of course, as well. And I'm sure he has some take on some things that's probably happened here in wrestling here this week. Let's go ahead and bring him in, of course, here as well. He is also a member of the broadcast team for Sports Machine every Friday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. He is, of course, one half of the OVWS Tag Team Champions alongside John, as well as, of course, uh, the fourth part of the WWS Eight-Man Tag Team Champions. Uh, also, of course, a member of the now referred to as Gross and Stuckless uh, Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. Uh, <coughs> not that, excuse me. Uh, but of course, also, uh, <clears throat> but of course, headed from the great state of Georgia, where, where of course, uh, uh, of course, as far as, of course, as far as here in WWUS, things always look always a real bit peachy for him. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and welcome, of course, episode number 306 of NWO Wolfpack here tonight. He is, of course, the king of clubs, Mint Patel. Mint, we welcome you, sir. To 306 of Wolfpack. Thank you very much for being with us. Thank you very much. And I just had a piece of copper, by the way. It was pretty good. Ah, uh, very. Of course, you remember that dude from UHF? Mighty Tasty. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah so that's what that's JD said. Yeah, you wish I said that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, snap it mighty tasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh God. Oh, boy, I can't believe I've never done it. Oh, Jesus. Uh, of course, that was funny, so what? So that's probably why I remember because I've always been. Anyway, Mitt, uh, I know, like I said, a lot of stuff has happened, of course, here in wrestling this week, including, of course, obviously, Double or Nothing this past Sunday. Also, of course, uh, Raw, also NXT, as well as, <clears throat> as well as, of course, um, what, well, of course, like I said, uh, no, obviously this with. Thing, uh, yeah, this is what you were trying to say earlier. What? I have no idea what he's trying to. Say. That's what you were saying. What are you talking to? The wheel fish. No, I was oh, oh, well, we didn't, we didn't hear The sound bite didn't come in, so but we, we we remember that part. Don't worry about it. We know that. Uh, um, but of course, JD, of course, you sounded like a red snapper. Mm. Yeah, that's what I just played. Yeah, mighty tasty. Mighty tasty. Okay. <laughs> stupid! You're so stupid! Okay. I'm sorry. 
Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, Mitt, with a whole lot that's happened here, of course, in wrestling thus far, of course, obviously a couple more things to go here tomorrow night. But per, of course, what has happened already thus far from Sunday up until, of course, uh, this evening, of course, obviously with the impact going on, any thoughts that or anything you care to share about anything you've been hearing around the wrestling world? Um. Just a bit frustrated with all these cuts that happened in the last few months. Um, what really surprised me was that Braun Strowman. I don't know what happened there, but I think he would probably go to NWA. I think that's the be- best fit for him in the future. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like I said before, with WWE doing all this, you know that a lot of these companies are going to be looking at them with a fine tooth, are going to be looking at them and trying to gra- uh, grab them up with a fine tooth comb here. So you never know where they're going to end up at. But, uh, Obviously, Impact has got their eyes on some people. Ring of Honor has probably got some eyes, their eyes on some people. Um, let me see. Who knows? Major League Wrestling might even might be might grab a few of them. Who knows? Yeah. Major League Wrestling uh, has to see Buddy Murphy going. Yeah, I would see that. I definitely would see that. What do you think, JD? Yeah, I mean, Major League Wrestling is going to try to scoop up some guys. I mean, possibly also Impact. I mean, maybe New Japan. We talked about before. We talked a little bit about that today. I you mean, know, I had a vision about do something. Alistair Black earlier, JD. Imagine AEW getting Alistair Black, and they got him, you know, be, be a helper with Sting and Darby. Imagine that. That that could happen. That could very well happen. You never know. That could be that that'd be a dream scenario right there with them too. I mean, with them three out there together, I mean, they could go up against uh, possibly, like I said, uh, Team Taz or possibly something like that. That would be pretty unique, though. Were you surprised that Jeff Hardy wasn't fired? Yeah, I kind of was because there has been talk about Jeff. There's been talk about Ricochet, Cedric Alexander. there's also been talk about uh, possibly Sheldon Benjamin. I do think there but is why the some uh, name more moves. Yeah, I, I don't know why they have not fired him. I don't know why they haven't fired Elias either. You know, it amazes me they haven't fired him yet. Elias is good, but they're not using him properly. No, Elias is good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, there. exactly. You know why? Because they they dropped that. The, that who done it storyline or the, the car between car storyline between who done that who done storyline on Jeff Hardy and himself. Everyone knows it was Sheamus that was behind it, and they had decided to drop right. And Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, came and decided to tear that script off that storyline. So this is what you do, J- JD. This is what I would do if I AEW. I get Alistair Black. I just gave you the idea what yep. to do. Why not sign Jeff Hardy to AEW? Not now. Let him get help. And let mm-hmm. him and Matt be the leader of Dark Order with the book and Matt and Buddy Neal gimmick. Yeah, definitely. 
definitely, yeah. Because, I mean, there's been talk they want to do Jeff Hardy one more big run, I could see, yeah. I could see that happening. And uh, what's more, I would also, like I said, I mean, I mean, what I'm thinking, too, and this is me saying this, how, uh, what, I mean, we're going to probably have, obviously, Lana and uh, Miro back together again in AEW. It's all but a given at this point. Because I'm sure Miro's already been being Cody and Tony's ears drums to the ground, how and saying, my wife is out there now, why don't you talk with her? And if you bring them in together as a duo, you could have them maybe uh, take on possibly maybe um, like I said, she could work with uh, like someone like maybe Baker. She could work with someone like Statlander, possibly, uh, possibly uh, Thunder Rosa. Maybe if, uh, like I said, you can teach, like these girls can teach Lana how to wrestle. Because Lana, I mean, is an okay wrestler, but she's not a great wrestler. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Mitt, you were saying something about possibly Strowman might go, might uh, you might want to see him in the NWA. I was just sitting. I was sitting here wondering this. You mentioned the Dark Order. How about start a storyline in which there was a vision by one of the Dark Order guys saying, "You know, Brody Lee came to me in a dream and said, you know, there is somebody and." You, there is somebody who would be excellent to kind of lead this group into, like, lead the group and finish what I have started all along. And they had decided to bring in, of course, they might come up with, obviously, they have to come up with a different name for him because obviously WWE would own the name Braun Strowman. Uh, yeah. But they would come up, they come up with a gimmick for him saying, obviously, of course, you know, know of the, of the, of, you know, talking about from like the real life angle, obviously that Braun, of course, worked closely with, you know, when Brody was Luke Harper in WWE, of course, also did, did with the Wyatt family and the Bludgeon Brothers with Eric Rowan and all that. Why not? Why not bring, I mean, you know how all those guys were t- closely knit. Why not? Why not do it? Do that. Try that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Strowman would be obviously the perfect. And maybe, like I said, who knows? Who knows? They they could. Now, now this would be a, this right here, sitting here pondering this a little bit more. This could be kind of a long shot here. Just a long shot here. Follow me here for a second. They could be in the blessing of it could be the blessing of Brody's son. Brody's son might be the one to bring in whatever if they if they decide to bring Braun in, that obviously he would have to go by with it, whatever name he decided they decide that he can um, that he would have to go under, obviously. They could use his real name or something like that. I don't know. Um, and say that with my father's blessing and, of course, with the vision that my father gave to me, say it, was, say it was Brody Jr. that got the dream. Okay, say that, for example. You know, that, that, he's, that, he, that he said, I gathered up all of these gentlemen because they have carried on the legacy that my dad, you know, has fulfilled and all. And then he goes into the real big, the real big speech and everything. And they say, you know, 
that he came to me in the vision saying that son I have somebody that I think that may be able to carry to carry the dark the dark order has been without a leader ever since I left this world left this world and I think I know of the perfect person after after hearing about what has been happening and 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 uh and then they they come up with something to cover for the fact to cover that they cover that particular part of it that he heard in a vision that you know that someone that I worked with very well in another in another universe will say and, and they would be referenced to WWE possibly and say okay and here, here he is right here. And then, of course, obviously, and as I said before, they obviously possibly couldn't use the Braun Strowman name, but I'm sure WWE owns the rights to that name. So they couldn't use that. They would have to come up with something else, like I said. They could, like I said, they could use Braun's real name. I think it's um, Adam I'm, Shear, I think is his real name. Yeah, I think it's Shear. Not I'm not sure. That's, yeah. And... And and this this man I worked closely with in that other universe, and I and obviously he would be the perfect man to bring in and lead and lead what and follow the vision that I started, and you'd be the one to bless him with, like I said, with with all those responsibilities, and and say like the Dark Order has been resurrected, reborn, and all that stuff. That right there would be the perfect. Yep. Perfect scenario, right there. And, like, and depending upon if any of these people in WWE that was let go recently have a no compete clause, just like the others did, which they won't be able to go back until sometime next month. If Braun and them did, if they have to wait a little while, wait until, like I said, you know, the minute that they say, okay, well, you can go and compete now, watch Tony Khan and and uh, Brody's family and all that get on the horn and say, look here, we want you down here. We want you here. Because we have we have the perfect yeah. story for you, and this is right here. If they don't act upon that, then you know darn well that Diamore will try to get him on impact, or Billy Corgan will try to get him in NWA, Court Bauer try to get him in Major League Wrestling. Um um, uh, who uh, Sinclair would try to get him for Ring of Honor? You know that everybody would be trying to get him everywhere. Heck, for all I know, they may send, they may have him work over here, and work over here in the United States. You know, like say, as part of New Japan, maybe. But New Japan would love to get someone that size. They've had guys that size before, like the like Matt Bloom, who was you, you remember as who was Albert and everything. They had Vader, and they had a lot of these other guys, big guys. So what? So who knows? Braun would be someone was his size would definitely be an, a, a, a unique addition, a very unique addition to that organization. And then of course, whenever they finally say, "Okay, you can come to Japan and wrestle," then that's when they'll take him over there. Any company right now, once now, now that they know this, there's going to be a lot. Of, I think Braun's going to be the hottest ticket right now during this during this volley. Because he's made a real, real good name right now, being in WWE for it, even though he hasn't been in it that long. He's already made himself a good cult following, and you know a lot of these companies are going to try to jump on it big time. And you, and in my personal opinion, I don't see why in the world that the first place he would say he would like to go would be AEW. 
after hearing the fact that someone he worked with in WWE for years made a real good name on it, even though he wasn't in it for long either before he passed. Who knows? You know, I mean, I would say AEW would now not to disperse, not not to take back what Mitt said. Mitt has a very valid point. Mitt could Mitt could be right, and all that he could be a pretty good addition to in, the NWA. Let work there, and obviously AEW and NWA have a working relationship. Why do you think that Serena Deeb is being allowed to wrestle there with the NWA women's belt? So if they can do that with Impact, they can do that with the NWA. I mean, why not? Who knows? He might get a chance to, to follow in that same follow in that same pattern. I mean, a lot of them probably possibly could. You never and know. We can tell you I now mean, we do have an update. We do have an update on the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Boston Bruins now have gone up, however, in the series two games to one as they won in overtime tonight, two to one. However, and right now, late in the third period, it is still two two Carolina and Tampa Bay. We might be having overtime in that one, and we'll keep you updated on that. And this is what Chad was trying to stress to everyone last night, how when he was having his final thoughts here on the show. Not much time fighting each other, and not enough time loving one another. Oh, Jason's looking for love. No, I think that's you, JD. Because you're the one. You're the one looking for love, in all the right places, looking for love. <clears throat> I'm sorry. So what was it, Buckwheat? Well, no, no, no. What was it? Wooking Panub? What was it? Buckwheat? Eddie Murphy was doing Buckwheat. Oh yeah, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. Wooking Panub. Wooking Panub. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Well, the SNL <laughs> Saturday Night Live. Right, yeah. When they were doing the Buckwheat's greatest hits, yeah, yeah. There you go. I, I saw, yeah, I remember. I, went, um, I saw reruns of that on on Comedy Central when I was little. There you go. One six zero five five six two zero four four four. Caller ID one three eight five two one pound. Episode three hundred six of NW Wolfpack here. Uh, Ten thirty two p.m. Eastern Standard Time, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Mister WWS Chad Hinshaw right here, alongside the Iceman Jared DiGiromo. Uh, the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, and the King Cup Club, Mitt Patel. Uh, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, had stepped away. He said he was back, back, back with us here in a few moments, that he has not yet returned. Uh, so hopefully everything is okay. Uh, but uh, we should uh, he should be back on here, of course, momentarily. Uh, now, as far as, uh, as far as I know, ladies and gentlemen, there was a special episode of Sports Machine earlier today, uh, according to what JD did mention to us here yesterday. Um, now, JD, I must point, I must ask, since I since I did not, uh, since we just heard about this last night, is there going to be another episode of Sports Machine tomorrow afternoon? Mint, do you know if there's going to be another episode of Sports Machine tomorrow afternoon? Um, I guess. I don't know. I haven't heard from Shaq or JD about it. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. Okay. Well, like I said, if anyone hears something, please inform me. Uh, but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, right now you heard Mint and JD mention it. That, of course, they did have a special edition of one this afternoon. 
that is unclear from the loose cannon should kill Colt Cephas if there will be another episode tomorrow or not. But, of course, ladies and gentlemen, just in case if there is, I will point out it will be at 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, 944-1585-POUND. Of course, talking about everything going on here in the sports world. Also, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, episode 998 of Revolution. Of course, two episodes away, ladies and gentlemen. And, yes, I said two episodes away from the big 1,000th episode of, of course, coming up here. Uh, 998, of course, tomorrow night, 138055-POUND. As we talk about your latest wrestling news and views and history and birthdays. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we will talk about both, of course, the results from tomorrow night's SmackDown. And also, of course, keep you up to date here as to, of course, the special edition of AEW Dynamite, of course. As, of course, once again, they did air their airing this tomorrow night, of course, due to the NBA playoffs being on on Wednesday. Uh, we also hope to hear from Danny from Oak Park and or the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. It was good to hear from her, of course, Monday afternoon. So hopefully we'll get a chance to hear from her um, again tomorrow night, uh, at, of course, at 9 o'clock. 138055 pound. Be sure to listen in on that. Now, as I also said, ladies and gentlemen, that due to, of course, time constraints next week, we, of course, had to move this one particular thing up here, of course, to this weekend. And that is, of course, uh, the, the special trivia championship series matchup here for the WWS Revolution Championship. Of course, JD is set to defend this title against the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. The request has been made, and I've, I, we went ahead and, of course, have, have adjusted it. I still have not gotten the caller ID number for this yet or not, but it will be a special edition of WCWS Wrestling Championship Challenge Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. So, like uh, I said, they might want to Michelle, she thought it was next. She might want to message Michelle. She thought it was next Saturday. I'll have to talk to her about this. She's not aware of this. Well, I, t- I asked her, I, well, yeah, I asked her, you know, as, as I said, I asked her, was it this coming Saturday? Because I said that the 1,000th episode was going to come up. Uh, okay, well, I'll have to get with her and see. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, if it's, if it's this Saturday or next Saturday, it will be, of course, a special edition of Sports Machine. I mean, I'm sorry, of uh, Wrestling Championship Challenge, of course. Uh, at 2 o'clock, of course, if it's this coming Saturday, which is the, uh, I believe, the 5th or possibly the uh, the 12th. But we'll try to find all this out here. We'll the prize of all that, of course, here as, um, as well. Uh, let me, matter of fact, I may be able, I may be able to try to, uh, 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 yes, I, I may. Okay, no, you're you're right. It, that that's right. Uh, that's right. That's right. It is. It's June. The, it's not this coming Saturday the fifth. It is next Saturday, June the twelfth. So it is two days after the one thousandth episode of Revolution that we will have that match. So it'll be June the twelfth. Will be that special edition of Wrestling Championship Challenge. Okay. But anyway, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, J.D. and Michelle, we'll go at it with J.D.'s WWS Revolution Championship, of course, here up for grabs there. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, let's give you an update, ladies and gentlemen, of course, as far as 
the belts, of course, that we did, uh, that we are presenting, of course, uh, from the Double or Nothing Prediction title challenge here. Uh, let's see how everybody is doing, of course, with those eight folks that, of course, um, that are part of the big uh, pole match here to see who will have the opportunity to, of course, win these championship belts. Let's see here. Uh, and I'm going to apologize once again to the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Apparently he has a, he has a very bad uh, background noise coming from his, coming from his, um, coming coming from his, uh, I guess, from his uh, link up here, of course, to our show. So we've had to, we've had to mute that here for the time being. So we apologize to him. Uh, we don't have any idea as to where that, that's, we don't know what is actually causing that. But all, all we do know is that somehow it is coming from around the area of where Justin is. So I do apologize to Justin for doing that. Unless, of course, there is somebody in the same house in the same place with him right now around some vacuuming or something which that's what it sounds like uh, uh whatever it is oh chad it's, it's a string um i think it's is it a is it i think it's this the string you hear or something isn't it no i just hear something like static is what i hear it's it's something like static i don't know that's all i hear but it sounds like somebody's vacuuming your floor or something. But whatever it is, it surely does suck. And now y'all got me thinking about that. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the match, the match, of course, for those belts here, of course, thus far are as follows. Uh, Byron J. Brain, the Kent Club, Smith, the Powell, Crystal Sharp, Halzer, and Robbie Thomas each have one vote apiece. Uh, the Ace of Spades, Jordan Stoklis, has three votes currently. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, William Banks actually is leading this right now with four votes. Uh, two other folks that are a part of this, Antonio Gutierrez and John May, have not received any votes here as of yet. But we hope to, of course, hear something back from uh, hear something from them, of course, here very, very soon. Um, as far as, of course, the the remaining 13 folks that took part in the prediction title challenge, so far, Justin Carter, the Iceman, Jerry Ramo. George Palmarino, Sleepy Martins, Danny Kamote Park, the Empress Emery Rickenbach, Alayla Peters, the Stone Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, Michelle's mom, Christy, and yeah, also Andrew Oh, will you shut up, J.D.? <laughs> <laughs> By the I'll way, guys, is, they do have the episode of... By the way, they, they have the Dark Side of the Ring episode up now of Grizzly Smith, and I'm watching it right now. I'll let you know how it is. Okay, and also Andrew Newman, they have not received any votes in this as of yet here, uh, but I can tell you three folks that have, and right now all three are currently tied. 
and that is Kevin O'Sullivan, the human suplex machine, John Gross, and the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, all currently have three votes each. So we are hoping to hear from some more people here, get some more votes in, of course, hopefully on this as soon as possible. Uh, because everybody here will earn, like I said, a shot at at whoever becomes champion, of course, from the belts here that, uh, that of course, that are from the double or nothing prediction title challenge here. So that's what's up at stake here. So, uh, so that's what we currently have, of course, up and going here, of course, right now. And, of course, if you, if you ever say anything like that again, I'll stop very short and get behind me. It's so hard. Uh, <laughs> Um, by the way, I forgot to um, mention something earlier. Go ahead, Mitt. Um, JD, I don't know if you heard. Deep Color from The Forgotten Son is making his debut on Impact pretty soon. As Steve Macklin. JD? Yeah, sorry, I'm just watching this. What were you saying? Um, Dick Cutler, former from Forgotten Sons, is going to make his debut on Impact soon as Steve Macklin. There's announced Dick Cutler. tonight. That's no, the one. Steve okay, I couldn't remember. Yeah, Steve Cutler. Steve Cutler. Steve Cutler. Oh, oh, goody. Let's put up with his uh, nice narcissistic, arrogant uh, political ways. Bravo, bravo there, uh, Impact. Bravo, Billy Corey. You must be very happy to have that douchebag idiot on your television. Hmm. Also, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, in the world of pop culture, we do have a passing today. I don't know if a lot of people have heard about this or not, but one of the men responsible... Yes, that's what I'm talking about. One of the men responsible for the O.J. Simpson trial... Passed away from an undisclosed illness at the age of 87. I just heard about that earlier today. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, he couldn't defend JD hard enough. JD was found guilty and guilty of love in the first degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. I'll definitely let you know how I'm watching this documentary. No, I was just saying. I'm going to let you know how this documentary is, though. Like I said, from what I saw in the early preview, it's somewhat very graphic and very uh, out there, let's just say. And I will let you know how it is. I'm going to watch this right now. Not too much trouble, guys. I'm going to cut on out here a little early. I'm going to catch this thing. But I will definitely let you all know tomorrow night, and I will talk to you, even some of you before then, and let you know how it is. So, uh, Definitely, uh, one of you guys, you and uh, Justin, get a hold of me tomorrow morning. I'll talk to you guys in the morning and try to let you know tomorrow sometime afternoon before Revolution how it was. But uh, from what I've seen so far, it looks pretty intense. And JD, if you hear anything, uh, if you hear anything from Shaq concerning concerning whether or not you are going to do a sports machine, please let me know as soon as possible, please. Right away. I appreciate. It. Thank you very much, bud. I, I thank you very much. All right, have a good night there, bud. We we thank you very much. Um, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that was the Ice Man, Jerry Geralmo. Of course, he's keeping up to date here on the episode of Dark Side of the Ring, where they're talking hey, about Jimmy Snake's father, uh, uh, um, uh, Grizzly Smith. Of course, 
also, by the way, also by the way, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there was uh, um, um, there was one other thing that we thought we heard JD doing when he was when he was getting off the air, um, and this is going to be. Uh, um, let me see. If, let me see. I was, I was trying to find. I almost had it here a moment ago. Uh, oh, here it is. Oh, oh, here it is. Here it is, right here. Um, apparently, he was doing this on the way out, but you couldn't hear it. But here it is. Apparently that's uh, we thought there was more than that, but apparently, apparently that, that was it. But uh, but apparently it popped up again. I don't know how. Okay, there you go. I don't know how in the world that came up, but it certainly it, it certainly did. But we first we thought that maybe he just JD just had to give some milk, but in a very unique way. Uh, but, uh, okay, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. Uh, well, well, uh, Mitt, Justin, if you please, gentlemen, I do need to step out for just one quick second here. If anything, if you, both of y'all can talk about something for just a moment to keep the momentum of the show going, I will return here, of course, here momentarily. I'll be right back. Okay.
get out of my sight. Forgive me, there, ladies and gentlemen. We're back on here now. Uh, Justin, thank you very much. Here, I don't know what that was that, I, that we just heard right there. Apparently, someone was yelling at JD because apparently, like I said, he was running through the streets naked after he got off the show. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but of course, Wait, will you? but, uh, but obviously, uh, <clears throat> But obviously, of course, it was. Uh, I'm sure it was something. It was something else here, of course. But we just don't want to know exactly what. So there you go. Uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, with a few mo- with a few moments to go here, let's go ahead and ask Mitt and Justin here. I know Justin will have a couple of things here, of course, here momentarily, including something that we did, of course. Uh, uh, what we are making up for from last night that he did not get a chance to do it last night. Uh, but I will discuss that here in just a few minutes. But let's ask Mitt, of course, if there's anything else he wishes to, of course, bring up. Um, no, I don't. Okay. <clears throat> thank you. Thank you very much, there, Mitt. And I hope, like I said, you were able to be back with us uh, tomorrow night to, for uh, for 998 or Revolution. Um, of course, as we will talk, of course, about SmackDown and AEW, as well as, of course, uh, hopefully we get to hear from Danny and or Michelle about their take about what's been going on here in the world of wrestling here and their time of that nature. Uh, and also, of course, uh, we just don't want a picture of JD in a negligee when he comes on the show. <clears throat> but uh, but obviously, that would be that thing about that now kind of makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> yeah, but uh, as I mentioned to you before here, bud, you try some good peach cobbler, but regardless of wherever you eat it at, peach cobbler is always the best. So trust me, uh, I've eaten a whole lot of it to know. <laughs> so, uh, but there you, but, uh, but very good there indeed, bud. Uh, <clears throat> but thank you very much for being with us here tonight, here, Mitt. And now I'm sure Justin has a couple of things here he wants to bring up here. But obviously, of course, it will come in the form here of simply this. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, every single every single day on both of our pages, WCWS Fan Empire, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS Appreciation, and also WCWS Entertainment Cavalcade, which is, of course, uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCW US Entertainment. Justin does bring us some additional, uh, does bring us, of course, your daily dose of wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays, of course, on both pages. And then, of course, whatever John, of course, brings to the table on Revolution and Wolfpack every 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 week, every night during the week. Justin does add on to, of course, what, uh, what John tells us every night. So now let's see what Justin has here on hand. Afterwards, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and point this out now so we will not forget about it. I need to make a note about this. As you know here, ladies and gentlemen, Justin did have something special planned for us last night on episode 997 of Revolution, but due to, of course, time constraints. Of course, obviously, we did have yesterday, a lot yeah, of yesterday. wrestling history. We did have a lot of wrestling history to talk about, especially, of course, yesterday was the birthday of AJ Styles. And obviously, John did have a lot to cover here, and that did take a majority of time on the show. 
not, and not any fault of John's because we need we definitely wanted to make sure we had all the facts on everything. So that we're not we're not pointing fingers here, but we, it just it, it did take a little bit longer than expected. So <clears throat> so like I said, we at with just Justin's blessing, we of course moved, moved his special uh, his special special closer from last night's revolution to tonight. And so right after, of course, I do my uh, ending uh, reading and everything. We will, of course, let Justin, of course, play what he had, what he did have scheduled for last night. He will be playing that for here, of course, here tonight. But first, let's see what Justin has here, of course, in any additional wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here for today, June the 3rd. Justin, please go on right ahead and bring that to our attention. Okay, today is a happy 29th birthday to Jay Cargill. She's a professional pro wrestler and fitness model assigned to AEW. Today's a happy 34th birthday to Pete Bouncer, German wrestler. Today's a happy 39th birthday to Esteban Molina, um, Puerto Rican wrestler. Today's a happy 41st birthday to Royals G. Sai. Japanese professional wrestler, mixed martial artist, and promoter who owns and operates Pro Wrestling's Pro Wrestling Lands and where he's where he is a former All Asia Heavyweight Champion. He is best known for working for Pro Wrestling Zero Boing, where he's a former two-time World Heavyweight Champion. He is the older brother of mixed martial artist Young Choi. Today is a happy 41st birthday to Jesse Gilmelt, better known by his ring name Pepper Pepper Parks. And the Blade and the Butcher, and he's currently signed to AEW. Today is a happy, today is a happy 53rd birthday to Atoro Galagos, Mexican wrestler, better known by his real name El Galago. And today would have been the 116th birthday of Edward Nye, Ed not Edward Nye, Ed Don George Jr. He was an American amateur and professional wrestler and wrestling promoter. A former Olympic wrestler, wrestler George competed in the 1928 Amsterdam Olympics and turned pro shortly after. He was a two-time AWA World Heavyweight Champion. Now here's some wrestling history today. Some um, wrestling history, wrestling history today. I'm trying to find it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is the wrestling history? Okay, here it is. Um, okay, wrestling history today. Um, 40 years ago today, um, there was a, an event called New Japan Pro Wrestling Nago Show in um Japan. Um, Japan. Attendance was unknown. 
On the match card, Yoshi Yoki Yoshihaki Fujiwara um, defeated unknown participants in the Battle Royal. Yoshi Fujiwara defeated Akira Mita. Osomo Kido defeated Koro Niko. Hengo Kimura and Riki Shoshu defeated Haruka Ingen and Kantaro Ashino. Kasumi Fujinami defeated Chris Master Chris Adams. CG Sakiguchi defeated Mike Masters. Stan Hansen and Tiger Jeet Singh fought in a draw, double countout. Bob Beckland defeated um, Hulk Hogan by disqualification for the WWE title. Mm, wow, I have no idea. No idea they faced each other. I don't know um, if he can beat Hulk Hogan. Wait, wait, that was a disqualification. Again, um, Antonio Noki defeated and Antonio Noki and the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. You know how it is. Defeated Bobby Duncan and Sergeant Slaughter. Thirty years ago today on WWF. Thirty years ago today, WWF Primetime Wrestling returns to Monday nights on the USA Network with in-studio guest Mr. Fuji and the Orient Express, the Big Boss Man. And the million dollar man Ted DiBiase and sensational Sherry. And this was disgusting, Chad. This this is the episode when um when when um the million dollar man Ted DiBiase and sensational Sherry try to get this fan to get to kiss Bobby Heenan's feet. I know you remember that. Oh yes, I do. I do indeed. Disgusting. And he also, and this is the one when he tried to get, and he's the one when he tried to get, um, he made this, um, fan try to, uh, hold, you try to get this little kid to hold, hold, put his egg on, put this egg on around his neck for like, for like a few seconds and, and, um, Ted DiBiase cracked the, um, cracked the egg and, and it hurt the kid's feelings. And then he had to laugh at it. That's sick. that's the cruel thing to do, isn't it? Yes, it is. <clears throat> yes, it is And ladies and gentlemen, we're apparently something is something must have happened to the soul man Justin Lewis Fleming here. Apparently we were he was right in the middle of finishing up his additional uh wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report here. Um we'll give him a few extra minutes here to see if we'll if, if we'll be able to get him back. Um Okay, I think we've got that. I think we're getting them back here now. Uh, okay, I think we have Justin back now. Apparently, he must have had some sort of connection, uh, some some sort of interruption. But I think he. I was talking about that. It was a technical difficulty. Technical difficulty. All right now. Um. Okay. Um. Let me finish by saying. Um. 
let me say this again. Um, 30 years ago today, the WWE was called the World Wrestling Federation, WWF, hosted um, Madison Square Garden in New York City. The attendance was unknown. On the match card, Colonel Mustafa defeated Hacksaw Jim Duggan by countout. Oh, the superfly Jimmy Snooker, God rest his soul, defeated Rob Bradley by pinfall. The warlord defeated the, the Birdman Coco Beware by pinfall. Tugboat defeated the Brooklyn Brawler by pinfall. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat defeated Smash by pinfall from Demolition. Brett the Hitman Hart defeated the Barbarian by pinfall. The Mountie defeated the Big Boss Man by pinfall. That was a fluke. And God rest his soul, um, Road Warrior Animal defeated Paul Roman by pinfall. Earthquake defeated Jake the Snake Roberts by disqualification. And Hulk Hogan, the main event, Hulk Hogan defeated Sergeant Slaughter in a Desert Storm match to retain the WWE title. 20 years ago today, Kurt Angle hosts Saturday, um, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday Night Heat on MTV with Steve um, Blackman defeating Perry Saturn. And 20 years ago, and 10 years ago today, I know you remember this one, Chad. 10 years ago today, on um, uh, 10, year, 10 years ago today, on uh, um, SmackDown, Randy Orton defeated Sheamus to retain the WWE World Heavyweight Championship with Christian as a special guest referee. And he turned heel, uh, and Christian turned heel on Randy Orton, and, and, and Christian told Randy Orton, I can beat you. I know I can. I know you remember that one, Chad. Yes, I do. Yes. And um, some pop, pop culture history. Um, twenty years ago today, I know you remember this show, Chad. Um, twenty years ago today, Six Feet Under defeat um aired on HBO. Right, right. Yeah, you mentioned. Yeah, you mentioned that, didn't you? Yeah, John. Yeah, John had it up. Oh yeah, John. As part of his. Yeah. Yeah, and and okay, yeah, and ten and twenty years ago today, we lost a celebrity, um, Mexican American actor. I know you remember this person, Chad. Um, Mexican American actor, Oscar Academy Award winner, Anthony Quinn. Yeah, you posted that on your thing earlier. I saw that. I didn't. That I, I did not know that. I did not know that. Yeah, he was a real he was a really good actor. Yes, he was. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. See, um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. Justin, of course, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to catch Justin's daily report in the world uh, on history, of course, in the world of wrestling and pop culture. Uh, for wrestling, of course, be sure to check out WWS Fan Empire, Facebook.com, and also WWS Cavalcade, of course, Facebook.com, forward slash WWS Entertainment. Of course, as well as of course, you can always check 
check you can always uh, uh, check out his reports right here of course on Revolution and Wolfpack Revolution every Tuesday Wednesday and Friday I'm sorry as well as of course on NWO Wolfpacks of course every Thursday night so be sure to check all that out here as well on that note here folks I want to thank everybody for joining us here tonight for episode 306 of NWO Wolfpack Mr. WS Chad Henshaw, of course, hereby thanks the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, and also the King of Clubs, Mint Patel, for joining us here tonight. As we, of course, did cover several pieces of wrestling news and views. And also, and also of course, uh, John and Justin did bring you, of course, your wrestling and pop culture history reports here for tonight. We did cover a few extra things here. As far as a lot of certain things that did happen, of course, here in wrestling, especially, of course, the big story, the big topic, of course, going on this week with the, with the recent, of course, cuts in, in WWE, of course, that, they, that included the likes of folks, everybody from uh, Lana to Aleister Black to Braun Strowman. <clears throat> but, uh, of course, also talking about where they might eventually might end up here since now apparently they're no longer a part of the WWE. Uh, but of course, hopefully we'll be able to emphasize a little bit more on all this on Revolution uh, 998, of course, tomorrow night, 138055 pounds. And we are still 100% not certain about the status of tomorrow's episode of WWS Sports Machine. As you know, they did do a special episode of it earlier this afternoon, but we do not know if they're going to do another one tomorrow afternoon or not. We hope to hear from... Uh, um, um, the loose cannon should kill Cole Cephas and or the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo sometime tomorrow. And we will, of course, keep, try to keep you informed about that, hopefully here, of course, as soon as possible. <clears throat> but, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out all of our groups, of course, on Facebook, in addition to, of course, Entertainment Cavalcade, as well as Fan Empire. Do not forget to check out Sports Machine, Game Show Alley, also Location of Animation in the WWS Movie Channel, the movie channel we have actually we've actually kind of we've actually of course added a few more movies on it just recently, including the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie from back in 1990, also the John Travolta movie Urban Cowboy, as well as AI artificial intelligence, including also Star Trek First Contact has also been added, plus uh, several other movies have been several also the Jack Nicholson movie The Bucket List has also been added on. Uh, several other movies have been added. Be sure to check out all that here as well. I do believe that Galaxy Quest, El Dorado, and several other movies are still available. So be sure to, of course, check that out on the WWS Movie Channel before, the, of course, they before we have to remove them off the page here for good. Uh, <clears throat> we will, of course, be adding some more as, of course, more become available here. Be sure to check out that page entirely. Also, check out our tribute groups to Don Rickle, Johnny Carson, as well as Who's Lines It Anyway. Also, Motor Week Retro Review, Parts of the Past, Power Rangers Protecting the Power. Also, uh, <clears throat> NASCAR US High Octane History, Home Improvement, More Power Forever, Justin's Favorite Group, A Gassiest Affair, as well as, of course, our wrestling tribute groups, include AEWS, ROHUS, NXTUS. NWAUS, NWOUS, EXUS, LWOUS, and so forth. Also check out Women of WCWS. We have a lot of classic ladies matches up and up and going all there. 
as well as, of course, the video vault where we have a lot of great classic matches that's added a few more on there, of course, here today. So be sure to check out a lot of those, check out a lot of those matches, moments, promos, vignettes, and everything of that nature on there, including some, uh, of course, items from Major League Wrestling. You can check out a lot of those here as well. We'll be added, of course, round three of the 2021 Major League Wrestling Draft on the video vault page sometime either tonight or tomorrow. We will definitely be added that on so everyone can take a look at that. As we did find out, of course, uh, several more people that have been added on to, of course, that have been drafted, of course, here as far as that Major League Wrestling Draft, and we'll talk more about that here hopefully here soon. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out all of our past episodes of all of our shows here, of course, on TalkShoe, of course, from the shows dating back to, to, to where it all started in 2015, all the way up to a lot of the shows that we've done here recently. Not just Revolution and Wolfpack, ladies and gentlemen, but a lot of our episodes. Check out as many of them as you possibly can. Check out whichever ones you wish to listen to. And, of course, we'd love to get your thoughts and opinions about everything that we have talked about here, of course, on all of our, uh, on all of our shows here. Be sure to check all that out here, of course, today. <clears throat> Wolfpack episode 306 is a broadcast of the WCWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, six years older, continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. Of course, uh, uh, be sure to, of course, keep your hands clean, keep yourself clean. I got clean, some clothes. And that's pray. Hold on, hold that thought. Uh, keep your hands clean. Keep yourself clean, and of course, we're doing a whole lot of praying as we continue, of course, ladies and gentlemen, to hopefully, of course, try to rid ourselves of this pandemic here very, very soon. Uh, just continue to take play it safe and and do the everything you possibly can to prevent yourself from catching from catching this disease here. A lot of people have pretty much kind of sick and tired of it, especially, of course, yours truly. And of course, we hope to, of course, get over this, of course, very, very soon. Before, ladies and gentlemen, we leave you tonight, as we talked about a little while ago, we, we did, of course, have something planned to close out episode 997 of Revolution last night from, our, from, from of course, our own uh, uh, soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. But, of course, due to time constraints, we were unable to get that play last night. So we did, of course, arrange it to where we will be able to play it here tonight. So let's go ahead to close out Wolfpack episode 306. Let's go ahead and see what Justin has has uh, set up here for us. And, of course, we will definitely play that to end the show. So, Justin, please go on right ahead and take and take it away with your closer for the evening. Okay, then um, well, I'm going to um, close out the show with um, CM Punk dropping the pipe bomb on um, Vince McMahon, the piece of sh- the piece. Vincent Ken, Karen McMahon, a piece of shit, and um, dropping a pipe bomb. Because um, for those of you know that, because um, for um, those of you know that um, he fired a lot of WWE um, and fired a lot of WWE uh, superstars um, yesterday, like Strowman, Lana, uh, Alistair Black, and more and more. So I'm gonna close out the show with this this pipe pipe bomb that CM Punk dropped, dropped on Vince McMahon on from the June 27, 2011 edition of Monday Night Raw, and everything he's and Chad, everything that CM Punk said that was true about Vince McMahon, and I know you agree everything he said said in that video. So I want all of you to please stand by 
once I get it, get, it, get this set up, just stand by. I'll be right back. Okay. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we, we will, of course, uh, like I said, have some big time. Uh, we will have some big time talks here, of course, here on uh, on Revolution 998 tomorrow night. We will also, of course, reveal the winners of all the championship belts from the Double or Nothing Prediction Title Challenge. And also, of course, let you know about who will be facing the new champions for those respective titles, as we will be posting, of course, uh, poll matches, of course, here for these, as, as the first matches for these championship belts. Uh, hopefully here, I believe, this uh, starting either tomorrow night or sometime on Saturday, we will definitely, of course, start getting those underway. So that way, you know, we can go ahead and get some big-time title some title defenses here as we will, of course, talk about, uh, of course, the winners of these matches on episode, believe it or not, 1001 of Revolution coming up here next Friday night. So, <clears throat> but uh, but just to correct, to correct, of course, myself, ladies and gentlemen, concerning the trivia championship match for the WWS Revolution Championship between JD and Michelle, is that it will be an episode of Wrestling Championship Challenge. But it will be at two o'clock, not this Saturday the fifth, but it will be this coming. It will be next Saturday, June the twelfth at two o'clock. We'll get you the caller ID number for that episode for the for Wrestling Championship Challenge. So if you wish to, of course, listen in on that and be a part of our audience here for for that uh, infamous title match, uh, we will, of course, like I said, have that hopefully have that all prepared here for you uh, in time for that, of course, next week. And, of course, hopefully Justin will get it all prepped. just about prepped and ready to go here. So let's hope that he's, he is. Uh... John Cena speared. John Cena, while you, you lay there, hopefully as uncomfortable as you possibly can be, I want you to listen to me. I want you to digest this because before I leave in three weeks with your WWE Championship, I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. I don't hate you, John. I don't even dislike you. I do like you. I like you a hell of a lot more than I like most people in the back. I hate this idea that you're the best. Because you're not. I'm the best. I'm the best in the world. There's one thing you're better at than I am, and that's kissing Vince McMahon's ass. You're as good as kissing Vince's ass as Hulk Hogan was. I don't know if you're as good as Dwayne, though. He's a pretty good ass kisser. Always was and still is. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. I am the best wrestler in the world. I've been the best ever since day one when I walked into this company. And I've been vilified and hated since that day because 
Paul Heyman saw something in me that nobody else wanted to admit. That's right, I'm a Paul Heyman guy. You know who else was a Paul Heyman guy? Brock Lesnar. And he split, just like I'm splitting, but the biggest difference between me and Brock is I'm going to leave with the WWE Championship. I've grabbed so many of Vincent K. McMahon's imaginary brass rings that it's finally dawned on me that if they're just that, they're completely imaginary. The only thing that's real is me and the fact that day in and day out for almost six years, I have proved to everybody in the world that I am the best on this microphone, in that ring, even in commentary. Nobody can touch me. And yet, no, how many, no matter how many times I prove it, I'm not on your lovely little collector cups. I'm not on the cover of the program. I'm barely promoted. I don't get to be in movies. I'm certainly not on any crappy show on the USA Network. I'm not on the poster of WrestleMania. I'm not in the signature that's produced at the start of the show. I'm not on Conan O'Brien, I'm not on Jimmy Fallon, but the fact of the matter is I should be, and trust me, this isn't sour grapes, but the fact that Dwayne is in the main event of WrestleMania next year and I'm not makes me sick. Oh, hey, let, let me get something straight. Those of you who are cheering me right now, you are just the biggest part of me leaving as anything else. Because you're the ones that are sipping out of those collector cups right now. You're the ones that buy those programs that my face isn't on the cover of. And then at 5 in the morning at the airport, you try to shove it in my face so you can get an autograph and try to sell it on eBay because you're too lazy to go get a real job. I'm leaving with the WWE Championship on July 17th. And how... Who knows? Maybe I'll go defend it in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Maybe I'll go back to Ring of Honor. Hey, Colt Cabana, how you doing? The reason I'm leaving is you people, because after I'm gone, you're still going to pour money into this company. I'm just a spoke on the wheel. The wheel's going to keep turning, and I understand that. But Vince McMahon's going to make money despite himself. He's a millionaire who should be a billionaire. You know why he's not a billionaire? It's because he surrounds himself with glad-handing, nonsensical yes-men like John Laurinaitis, who's going to tell him everything that he wants to hear. And I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's dead. But the fact is, it's, it's going to get taken over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law and the rest of his stupid family. Let me tell you a personal story about Vince McMahon, all right? You're going to do this whole bully camp?
So there you have it right there, ladies and gentlemen. We thank you very much there, Justin. And, of course, like I said, on, like I said we'll talk at you tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, on episode 998 of WCWS, of course, WCWS Revolution. And, of course, we hope to have, uh, of course, an episode of WCWS Sports Machine tomorrow afternoon, of course, as well. But if not, we'll talk at you tomorrow night, 138055-POUND, for episode 998 of Revolution here, of course. Until then, thank you very much for listening. Of course, for for everyone here at the radio network, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much. This is, of course, the WCWS Radio Network. Take care and God bless.